Hi, this is Mark. You're about to listen to my show. For the first time, maybe the second, either way, it's a pre-record, so you can't call in. Don't get tempted. I know it's exciting, but you can call in live every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here at 12radio.com. Enjoy the show. Listening to the Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's Tuesday at 1 2 Radio, and you know what that means? We have a ball. We get to laugh, we get to cry, we get to talk to you. I'm so happy to be here with you, and I want to get us all on the same page, literally. Uh, I, I want to give a real sweet shout out to Nancy Johansson, who just had her show. Man, is she not comforting? Just really great to know that we have quality on our team. So, so thrilled to be a part of that, honestly. So if you're joining us for the first time, will you please come with us over to um, the Facebook page? Let me get you there. Uh, first of all, go to 12radio.com. And when you go there, click the chat button on the left-hand side. I assume you're hearing me some way. You don't have to click the Listen Now button. But click the chat button on that left-hand side and come on into the Facebook page if you can. Uh, when you get there, what you're going to find is uh, the conference is locked. That means you all been calling in, busy today. Okay, so when you get there, you'll see our welcome banner and Christy, uh, my producer, the uh, who is uh, she's been referred to today as everybody's angel today. Um, she put my welcome banner up there, the phone number to call in, which is now locked. So don't worry about calling in. But if you have called in and you're listening now to me, there's a link up there for you to fill out the form so that it'll go to John, who will run the charts and get them to me uh, while we're doing the show. So we have things to talk about now. If you are not on my mailing list, uh, you I want you to get on my mailing list, and um, I'll actually I'll put that on my Facebook page at facebook.com/slash Mark and I'll also um, try to get it in the room. I, I actually don't know how to get you there real easy right now, so I'm not going to bog you down with that. Um, but that will allow you to get notified when the show plays, and then to get some of the handouts that I like to use during the show so you don't get lost you can have some fun joining us because today you know the energies are getting a little wonky you know what i mean by that right um i learned that word from my british friends by the way i just love that word um and i'm pulling out my calendar now that's why you hear me going away from the mic really quick and today is a Sag moon, but what, what's going on with that moon is it's void, of course, which means it's starting to prepare to go to Capricorn. And when it does that, we sort of look at if it's making a relationship with any other planet. And if you look at this, guys, can you believe it's already like the last day of September? Hi, September. Thank you for everything. You've been amazing. Even though you're like one of my tougher months. You're the Virgo month, which is great, but it's like Virgo's like kind of hard on you, right? And then... We get like a week of Libra in there, so it starts lightening up, but it's also like the nine numerological month, so we sort of like let go of things. It's like, you know, we're saying goodbye a lot, essentially, in September. So by September, thank you for everything. Um, I think we learned a lot. I um, I learned a lot. I'm, I certainly get insecure in September. Do you all do that? Do you get insecure in September? I don't know what that is. The autumn leaves, tuning into the death cycle, the birth cycle, you know, um, but Today, the 30th, the moon is um, void, of course. It's been void, of course, all night since last night at 8 p.m. Pacific. It, so let me tell you what void, of course, means. The moon's in Sag, and if there was any other planets in a fire sign, the moon would make a connection to that one. Well, it did that already, and now there's no more connections to be made, and it stays without connection to any other planet until, get this, 941 tonight. So that means if you want to experience a void of course moon, if you want to know what that really is, this is your chance to really know. Because I'll tell you what, it, it, if you're lunar, if you have a connection to the moon in your chart, and that means if the sun is close to your moon in your chart, if your moon's close to a personal planet, then you're going to feel this. And what you can feel, or if you're a cancer, cancer rising, cancer moon, you can feel, what's the word? Wonky. <laughs> so, 
it's also the good thing about a void, of course, moon is that it does kind of open you up without hooks. So if you're not like a lunar person, you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. It's all, you know, mumbo jumbo, emotional mumbo jumbo, right? That's what the, the, the left brainies like to call us, emotional mumbo jumbo. But if you are somebody who's sensitive to it, what you can feel is that this little portal opens. Now, void, of course, moons are good days to teach something because usually your students are kind of open. You have to be entertaining, though, because we can drift, okay? And so... What means something today under a void, of course, moon may not mean anything to you tomorrow. It may mean something different. So the, things don't kind of hook as deeply, which let me tell you, can be a good thing, right? As we all know. Now, that's number one. Number two, I wanted to talk to you about Mercury retrograde because you know you know me in the Mercury retrograde. I have people afraid to say I'm afraid. They're afraid to say they're afraid of the Mercury retrograde, right? Because I'm such an advocate of the Mercury retrograde. I did not buy into the to the whole agreement that chaos has to ensue. I don't. And I really did experiments. Like, I did research. I found out that over 50% of the Fortune 500 businesses that launched, launched under a Mercury retrograde. Now, you're one of the most successful businesses in the world. You launch under that. It can't be all that bad. I know, I know. We got to explain what a Mercury retrograde is, and I'm going to do that, too. But first, I want you to understand something. Let, well, let's talk about it for a minute. Mercury is this little fast-moving planet that's right, the closest planet to the sun. And Mercury is symbolic of our communication. When Mercury is activated, wherever Mercury is in your chart, it's kind of how you see the world. It's how you form your reality. Now, your Mercury in your natal chart can never be one sign away from the sun can't be more than one sign away and if you know the order of the zodiac this information will help you if you don't know the order you're just being lazy now ca is teaching our first astrology class in a hundred years Woo-hoo! so i am i am posting that i posted that on my facebook page thursday is the first class ca is underscore endorsed by me has learned by me, with me. She is a brilliant woman. You all know she writes the Power Peak article. If you are ready to learn astrology, and let me tell you, this woman will bend over backwards for you, you have got to consider this class. You go to 12academy.com, 12academy.com, to take a look at what she is teaching, that first astrology class, the intro to astrology. And if you are not seduced by all the other classes going on, then you just aren't interested in learning that much. But man, my team of one, two, listen advisors are off the charts with their classes. And my producer, Christy, is teaching. Katie, her sister, is teaching. Kat, Psychic Cat is teaching. Mo is teaching. Um, Alita is teaching. Nancy Johansson is teaching. Really, you guys, don't pass these people up. It's on the phone. You can't beat it. Okay, and I know I get a little eager and, and commercial-like with you, and I'm sorry about that, but it's me. What, do I, what am I supposed to do? It's my chart. I showed you my chart, didn't I? Oh, no, I'll show it to you sometime. Okay, now here's the deal. If you go over to Facebook.com slash Mark Hudson, and, and, you know, in fact, Christy is so on the ball, I wouldn't doubt that somewhere in there she may – Mercury Void of Court. That's good. <laughs> April Joy is taking notes. Good for you, April. Okay, now – Christy may have put that chart in there. I don't want her to feel bad if she didn't, but it looks like she – let me see here. If she did, then you don't have to go – she did. Of course she did. She's so good. Okay, so look for the chart uh, under previous view previous comments. You'll see my my little chart up there. Thank you, Christy. You're so good. Okay, now, and if you – if you aren't in the chat room, just go over to Facebook page. And if you if you can't get to the Facebook page, sign up for the mailing list, which I will make it clear how to do at some point. All right. I, we just got to figure it out. You have to search a little bit. You might have to borrow someone's Facebook account or I'll put it in the Power Peak, uh, which is over at 12house.com. And see, I have all the 12 businesses, 12 House, 12 Academy, 12 Reports, 12 uh, Radio. And it does get confusing. These are built from blood, sweat, and tears, right? It's not like we had this big corporate idea and got all this money behind us and we built. We we work these things. And so sometimes it looks like they're not connected. And people are like, well, why don't you have a link here and link there? Well, because it's hard to think of all that. All right? So you got you to gotta be with us and love us into it. Now, back to the chart. Mercury is how we orient our thinking. So wherever it is in your chart, like I said, it can't be more than one to one sign away from the sun. So if you're a cancer, you can't have Mercury in Aquarius. It's impossible. Okay, give it up. 
Now, but if you are a Cancer, you can have Mercury in Gemini, you can have Mercury in Cancer, and you can have Mercury in Leo. It can't be more than one sign away from the sun because that's how close it is to the sun. And it moves really fast, like Mercury. Okay, that's where the word mercurial comes from. It's fast, it's lightning fast, it's quick thinking. Now, Mercury in the sign that it's in will be there for about, Mercury takes about 29 days to go through a sign. Just like, the, it's pretty fast, okay? The moon takes 29 days to go through the entire zodiac. Mercury about 29 days to go through one sign. Okay, now, every once in a while, we pass, you know how you pass a car on the highway? You get in the left lane, you pass a car on the highway? Well, imagine you're the Earth in the left-hand lane. Okay, you love them sound effects, right? Okay, so we're on the left-hand lane, and we are coming up to a car on the right-hand side. Now, I want you to pretend you're Einstein or, or, or yeah, uh, Newton, and, and we, we want to learn about the law of physics. Was it Newton? See, I don't know. Um, I, but here's the thing. <laughs> you're passing this car on the right. And as you're passing this car on the right, you think of yourself as the passenger on the left-hand side. You're in the left car, and you're pulling up to this car on the right. And the car on the right looks like it's going slow. It's like slowing down. And all of a sudden, the car on the right looks like it's not moving at all because you're even with it, going the same speed. And then you look in the car on the right. It's starting to look like it's going backwards. And then you're passing it. But is it going backwards? No, it is not. But we would say that car was going retrograde from our perspective. Now, if you know anything about me and astrology and teaching astrology, everything about astrology is how it looks. You know the sun isn't a planet rotating around us, but we treat it as one. And why do we care how it looks? Because everything is a metaphor. And we can use in our consciousness a metaphor to understand our life. And if we can understand our life through those metaphors, well, guess what? Your life is five times richer than somebody who needs facts and figures. And you don't deny the feminine aspect of yourself when you embrace intuition and when you embrace metaphors. You use them. There's a lot of science behind metaphor as well. All that aside, when you're driving, when Mercury, when we're passing Mercury, just like that car passing that car on in the left lane, we're passing the car on the right. We're in the left lane, passing the car on the right hand side, because we follow the law. Mercury, we're passing Mercury in the same way, and at some point, it looks like we're coming up on Mercury. It looks like it's slowing down, and then at one point, it looks like Mercury isn't moving at all, because we're going the same speed. And then at some point, it looks like Mercury's moving backwards. And guess what? That's what we call the retrograde. Now, what's really happening is exactly what I said. We're just passing it. It's a perception. Now, you can see why in the old days, in the old days, seeing planets st suddenly stop moving forward and start moving backwards, that you might think that's a harbinger of bad things. Harbinger? Harbinger. Harbinger? <sighs> Dementia is going to be fun, I can tell you. It's going to be fun. Now, here's the thing. You know that when you pass that little mercury, that, that you know that in the, when we passed it in the olden days, we didn't know we were passing it. Mercury just looked like it was going backwards. And so as, as mercury starts moving backwards, we start thinking the world's going to fall apart because that's not with the law of the universe. It's impossible. So you can see why things got a little wonky, number one. And then in the collective consciousness, as we start believing that Mercury is really moving backwards and everybody's expecting a bad time, if a million people are expecting a bad time and then, a, and then four million people are expecting a bad time and then rumor just has it, guess what you're going to notice? A bad time. Do you know how hard it is to undo that story? Do you know how hard it is to undo that story of a bad time? People expect it now. How many things have broken down in the past month? How many things for y'all have broken down? Can't make an internet connection. Had to take your car in for things. But nobody said Mercury retrograde. Now you watch. Stuff is going to happen. I'm going to say it. Shit is going to happen. And you are going to blame Mercury. Now we're going to agree to blame Mercury. Because we love. We need a scapegoat. Don't we? <laughs> I love scapegoats, but you have to do it with the observer kicked in. You have to do it with the part of you that goes, I know it's really not Mercury, but let me blame Mercury for a minute. Because then you're not being a victim. You're choosing to actually just place it over here because you know placing it over there is not going to be, is, is playful. But you're not living in fear because of it. Do you understand that? Now, when Mercury does go retrograde, we have a map that we follow. 
We have a map that we follow. Okay. So I'm looking at the chart now that I gave to you all that Christy put in the room. And I want you to understand something. Back on September 14th, Mercury was at 14 degrees. I mean, Mercury was at 16 degrees of Libra. Okay. So on the 15th of September, Mercury was at the 17th degree of Libra. And on the 16th of September, Mercury was at 18 degrees of Libra, etc., etc., okay? On October 4th, this Saturday, Mercury stops. Now, it looks like it stops. Because we are going to be equal in parallel passing. <laughs> if we had a gas pedal and we could measure speed... I would say we're probably at the same speed, you know, with all the relativity and all the incredible rocket science behind it. It will look like we are at the same speed as Mercury. Mercury isn't moving anymore. And that happens this Saturday, October 4th. Let me make sure. I'm looking at my calendar that it, it yeah, October 4th. And we even know what time. Okay. We even know it's at 10.02 a.m. Pacific time Saturday. Now, listen. In astrology, because it's not moving anymore, it's called a station. So when you look at these fun astrology calendars, and I use Jim Maynard's uh, Celestial Influence, even though he's kind of a butt, I called him on the phone once to talk to him, and I don't think there's anybody, I have never met, well, I have met arrogance like that. I guess I have arrogance like that. I can, but he was pretty arrogant. He was pretty like, because he didn't see my calendar on the front of my website because I said, we love your calendar. We promote it. And I always had it on the front. And I remember we took it down to advertise a, a psychic fair. But I forgot. So I said, we have your calendar on the front. Well, he thought I was lying to him. I mean, he was really upset with me. <laughs> That's Jim Maynard. But he's really a perfect calendar maker. And what makes him so good at calendar making is that he includes the full and new moon and the signs they're in. Something you can't get from the Llewellyn calendars has always been my beef. So when you buy those other silly calendars, I call them silly. I'm sorry. I'm an astrologer. I need the numbers. So when you buy those other calendars that don't, that don't have the astrological sign or even do, look to see if they give you the degree of the new and full moon because you're going to want that as you learn this stuff. You understand? Okay. Now, um, when I look in the Jim Maynard calendar where Mercury was, it has SR next to it because when it's not moving forward anymore – and it's not moving backwards anymore. It's a station. It stops. It stations. And when it's getting ready to station and go backwards, it's called a SR, station retrograde. So when you look at the Jim Maynard calendar on Saturday the 4th at 10.02 a.m., you're going to see a SR next to Mercury. And it's saying Mercury stops. It's stopping. Where did it stop? That's an important number to note. Okay. Two degrees of Scorpio. So here we have two important important points, important, important points that we're going to look at on this, uh, on this great day. Okay, um, Mercury at 14, at 16 Libra. I want you to write that down in your mind. And Mercury at 2 Scorpio. I want you to write that down in your mind. Because what if you have a planet in one of those points in your chart? When you took your breath, when you took your first breath and we took a picture of the sky for you and gave you your map... One of those planets might be one of those planets, one of those 10 things that are in that chart, maybe, maybe 12 things that we include the nodes. And if you got Chiron in there, maybe 13 things that we include in there. One of them might be two degrees of Scorpio. One of them might be 16 Libra. Makes a difference. We'll talk about that later. But that's the importance of these little degrees. They're maps. They just tell us where to put it on your chart. So here's the deal. Mercury passed 16 degrees of Libra on the 14th of September. Then went 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 Libra, 24 Libra, 25 Libra, 26, 27, 28, 29 Libra, 30 Libra, which is really zero Scorpio, one Scorpio, two, and it got to two Scorpio, and it stopped. And that's this Saturday. It stops. And then what happens? What do you think happens? It goes two Scorpio, two Scorpio, two Scorpio, one Scorpio, one Scorpio, zero Scorpio, 29 Libra, 28 Libra, 27 Libra, right? It starts going backwards. It does it like a train, slow, like two, 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 then one, one, then zero. And it starts going back like a train, slow at first, and then it picks up speed. 
And we're in the heart of the retrograde on that day when it starts picking up its momentum. And guess where it goes? It goes all the way back to 16 degrees of Libra. That day on September 14th, it goes back to that day. And on that day, we get an SD, a station direct. Because on that day, and I should tell you what day it is, wouldn't you like to know? I think I put it up there, October 25th. Mercury will stop moving backwards. It will stop. And then it will gain momentum. It'll go 16, 16, 16, 16. 17, 17, 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and it starts rolling. And it goes back through all the points that have been through just before. Now, how many times does Mercury roll over a point that it's been through already? So let me tell you. Let me ask you that again. It's a 16 Libra. that goes 17 Libra, 18, like I said, all the way to 2 Scorpio. It stops and goes backwards. So then it's going to hit those numbers twice. And then it stops and goes forward. It hits them three times. So the answer to the question is Mercury rolls over the same path, the same degree, the same area three times. So here's the formula. When Mercury first goes over the formula, the issue is presented. You have been presented with an issue. Do you know what it is? Have you been tuned in? I'll tell you what it is. It's your inability to know that God loves you. Well, it might be different than that, but whatever it is, it's and the Libra issue of Mercury, finding peace, finding balance, quit over obsessing, quit over trying to find perfection, quit looking for balance, but it is the quest for balance. It is the quest for emotional harmony. It is a quest for balance in your mind. And every time you look for balance in your mind, you create imbalance, fairness, friendship, all that went on. Your issue for you specifically was where it ever, wherever 16 degrees of Libra is in your chart. You have a 16 degree of Libra point. Fun, isn't it? Okay. Issue is presented. It stations goes retrograde. Issue is a crisis point. Okay. The thing is hatched. Okay. Whatever it is that needs to be exposed is going to be exposed. <laughs> it's not bad I mean do you know how many times I caught errors under a retrograde that were saved my butt how many times I finally got to tell somebody that I love them that I care about them or that I'm mad at them and that I understood the truth of it under the, the retrograde motion going back over whatever the issue was created and then it stations and goes forward and when it stations and goes forward, we have resolution. So there are three stages to the Mercury retrograde. Now, somewhere in the middle, always and forever, somewhere while it's going retrograde, Mercury will catch up to the sun in the sky. Okay? Okay, so the sun will be at some point in, in Libra, and, the, and Mercury will catch up with it, be at the same degree as the sky, going backwards. It's the closest Mercury will be to the Earth during that moment. And Mercury during that time will change its energy. It's called the Promethean cycle. Suddenly we can look forward during that retrograde. We can quit reviewing things. We can open up a little bit. We can take stock in what we're doing. Now I have bought many cars under those retrograde cycles, many cars. Not that I buy a ton of cars now. I'm talking used cars. (laughs) But I buy them. Okay. And I've never had bad luck under a Mercury retrograde. Now I've had, I mean, some of them I never drove. I mean, it was like, oh, God, you know, I bought that under a retrograde and I have no interest in that car. I just end up doing all my work at home, yada, yada. But the point is, the uh, you can't be afraid of it. You have to work with it. You have to work with an understanding because knowledge scares fear. Did y'all see my poster at 12listen.com? Knowledge scares fear. You know, can I just say that October is going to bring this wisdom under a retrograde? You know what happens to you psychically? You know what happens to me psychically? I get off the charts. But I can't build myself as a psychic because the minute I think I'm that, it goes away. But, but I'll be like talking about – I mean, wait. you got to watch it for yourself. The psychic ability that happens under Mercury retrograde is crazy, crazy, crazy. And it's fun. It's just exciting. So if you need support during that time, you know I'm going to plug 12listen.com, right? I am so deeply proud of the people at 12listen.com that because what we pulled off was the impossible, in my opinion. We pulled off giving legitimacy and class and a group wisdom 
to an industry that has often been made fun of. And my gang band together and we talk every two weeks. They listen to me rant and cuss and be upset. They see that side of Mark Hudson that is like, Ugh. I know you all know it's there. But I don't always show it to you because I love you guys. I love my team too. But I feel like they have to, they have to perform a certain level for me to be proud of them in front of you. So I crack some whips on the back end. You know, I, it's true. It's true. So don't be upset when you hear me upset, okay? When you hear rumors. There are some nasty rumors. They're just rumors. <laughs> Let's take some calls, Christy. These people, are, I know they're being patient. And I think we have um, Lillian out there waiting. Mark? Hi, Lillian. Can How you are me? you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am so happy to talk to you. It's, You're so it, sweet. I, it's finally. <laughs> You're so sweet. Little Virgo with a lot of Virgo. I should, it's like a lot of Virgo. Do you know your chart? You have a Sag rising and you have a Capricorn moon. That sound right? Yes. Yes, it does. Sound God bless right. you in that chart. You're such a and teacher here. And it's a here. wonky chart, chart to me. It looks wonky <laughs> to me. I don't know. Every Virgo has to believe that about their chart. Now I have to tell you, I love Virgos, and I think that, and I, you know, I see the beauty honestly in every sign. But I have Jupiter and Virgo, and you guys just make me laugh because it's so adorable. Your dry humor, you're you're so witty. Nobody gets away with anything with Virgo, and your son's in the ninth house, so you're a natural teacher. Oh, that's so sweet. You're Sag now rising in your Capricorn moon. That means you grew up early. You came in and woke up early. And I wouldn't doubt, I wouldn't have much doubt that somehow you were required to take either care of yourself or take care of the family, but you were sort of like forced to be um, an individual young, to like sort of just count on you, not count on many others. Absolutely. So Lillian, let's talk about you, honey. What's going on? What brings you to call in? What's your reality look like? Well, you know, I think that I'm I'm standing on the edge of a blank slate going, okay, you can do art, you can do whatever you want. What is it? That is the question. Oh, my God. I love to feel that. So is it really the question well, for me? No, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the question for you. <laughs> well, let me tell you. You are. So we stand a, on it together. The whole that's blank slate. Right. Let's what do we look want at to it together. From? I love it. Listen, you are an artist. You're a brilliant artist. You have an eye for beauty. You have Libra at the midheaven. It's ruled by Venus in Virgo. It's true seeing b- the beauty in people that they can't even see. And it, it's in objects, oh it's in life. Go ahead. It's Am so I hitting true. it? I, uh, yeah. You know, I see- Yes, I see all this beauty in people, and they don't see it in themselves, and I can't, I can't tell them about themselves. I mean, oh, I honey, you are, you are such a gift. You have to hear this. The, be- the, the Libra rising, see, first of all, we have Libra at the midheaven, so we're saying that Libra controls what, you're, um, what basically you're going to be doing publicly, and then that's your career. But the ruler is, we go to the ruler, which is Venus in Virgo. So it's like, okay, you have this artistic eye. You have this sense of um, ability to see the beauty in people. But then the, the Venus in Virgo next to Pluto goes right to their heart. And it's not just people. It's everything. You can see, it's like Michelangelo seeing the, the, the art inside just the rock. You have that gift and I'm not just blowing it up. It's incredible. It's an incredible gift and it's no bullshit gift. It's like, I see it and, and you see it. And it's like that North node in Libra is telling me the North node is what you're here to do. You must pursue that. Now, whether it's in drawing art or photograph art, or whether it's just talking to someone in a way that they see their beauty as an artist therapist, it doesn't matter. The fact that you bring this wisdom and this gift in. Now, you have another thing going on, though, I want to address. You have a moon in Capricorn. You grew up old. You came in old. And you came in with beliefs about the fact that because you have this gift, you have to use it. And because you, you, know, you have to be responsible and mature. Pluto is sitting on that right now. And whatever it is, this is like about your mother, it's about your grandmother, it's about the feminine aspect inside of you. It's being exposed. It's being asked to loosen its grip and change its identity. 
It's being asked to, to allow yourself to be supported, to allow wind under you rather than you always being the one that has to look stoic and not need anything from anybody because that's what you were taught, I wow. think. Wow. Hitting it? We hitting it, girl? <laughs> oh, you're is... hitting it? Right on. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. the, the beauty of the cycle for me, and because it's Earth, you have so much Earth in your chart, and because Pluto's in Earth, and because your moon's in Earth, and because all that Virgo, what we're seeing is Pluto is saying, you are being supported now more than any other time in your life to come into your power. You are supported now to give up any ideals of what you thought would be the way to get to get wind under because you this is your this is a time when your voice is going to be heard. I mean, there's a writer in here. This is a time when you want to break free from the routine that you used to have. Um, this looks like to me. I mean, there's also like moving involved here. I mean, I don't know if you've moved yet or if you've changed your house, but I mean, this is where changes are just exploding for you. And I think the part of it is the, the Virgo wants to organize it and get it all right so I, I know which goes where. But it's like when you have an explosion like this, all the fragments and all the possibilities and all the directions need to sort of free float into their own version. And part of you needs to let that happen so that we get to see some – we get to see some creativity on its own sort of take over. You don't have to control where it lands because it's going to land in a beautiful sense. You're being so supported right now, Lillian. Listen, Jupiter, it goes into Virgo next year. It's on your Uranus right now. When it goes into Virgo, it hits that, those five planets you have there. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four planets there, and then it goes into Libra. The next cycle for you, the next three years for you are undeniably supported. And and undeniably supported by Yay. Jupiter. I know. And it's so lovely and you're so ready. And I'm telling you, your gift, oh my God, it's going to be – and I just see, keep seeing this part of you that just exposes this beauty where there wasn't any scene. And that's such a Sag, a love affair for your Sag rising because you want to bring that, that consciousness here. You want to bring that hope to people. And so – you really can relax, in my opinion. You can love this ability you have to go below the surface. You can love that sometimes you seemed – maybe you, you, you felt like you were being too harsh or too real or whatever. All those things that people may have criticized you for are now going to turn into something you can actually be supported in and bring it back to support others in. So how did, I hope that supports you because it's really like this is such a lovely time for you and I'm so happy that I got a chance to talk to you about it. Finally, I'm so glad to talk to you, too. And, you know, you're just confirming everything. I already can feel it. I can yep. feel it. And I feel like if I organize another color <laughs> marker or paint, I'm going <laughs> to... If I could... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. See, that's the thing. It's like you're not going to have to do that so much anymore. And do you have something you want us to go look at? Do you have something up? You want to promote a site, anything? You want us to see it? Are you ready uh, yet? Because you can. That's one of the things that I need to do. See yes. and get get it all together. And I, all of a sudden, it dawned on me. You know why can't I have a website? I am. I I, I can do it. I can. Oh do this. my God, you can do it. And let me tell so, you, there are people out there that will absolutely love what you're doing. And then you'll take your art and you'll give it even bigger purpose as people come to see you and what you bring out in them. It, I know this is going to be amazing for you. So I hope you'll keep us posted because I really want to know like this I evolution. Will. Yay. Awesome, well, Lillian. Together. I'm going to send you notes. Thank Yay. you so much. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Yay. I'm, I'm so happy Thank for you. you. Happy belated birthday and good luck. Keep it going for us. We need you out there. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye, hun. Oh, my gosh. My spirit's uplifted. You guys are just my magic. Let's talk to Victoria. You see her in there? Hi, Mark. Victoria, Victoria. How, how are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to speak to you. I just um, think you're absolutely 
absolutely amazing. Oh, and, you're so um, sweet. Yes, here I am. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. You're a little Pisces. It's just like I feel the magic in you. Neptune sitting right on your sun, on your rising. You are, I can't wait to hear what that experience is. You have a Libra moon. This is incredible because today the sun is just a couple of degrees away from your moon. And then you're a Pisces rising as well. So let's talk about your reality. What's it look like? What brings you to call in? Well, um, there are so many magical things happening in my life right now and, um, and in this year, and I know I have a Saturn return yes. um, on its way, and um, I also have a Jupiter return happening right now. And <laughs> I, just, I mean, then I got the Libra moon, of course, which is getting ready to go through some kind of, um, it is. you know, transmutation. With Pluto. Yes, it <laughs> is. Know. Yes, it is. You do. You do. You do. You do. Now, let me ask you, Neptune is sitting on your rising sign exactly. And that for a Pisces is just so remarkable. Life, what it does to most people is it dissolves who they used to be. It sort of, it makes the world like a dream and it opens you up so psychically. Have you noticed yourself just sort of like flowing in different realities? I mean, what's it look like for a Pisces right now with Neptune right there? I mean, I'd love to hear what reality is like. Is it dreamlike or is it, do you get more serious? You know, I've been very serious lately, but uh, it's been very grounding for me, which is good because I have no earth in my chart whatsoever. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Never myself, no. <laughs> ah, look at you knowing your thing. I love that. Now, see, no, even your south node, I think, is Gemini. Do oh, we? I'm sorry, it's my, no, it's my um, descendant, sir. Oh, you're just saying that. Yeah, yeah. You got Virgo on your seventh house, guys. That's good. <laughs> I love that. But you, who needs Earth when you have this kind of Neptunian experience? I mean, for me, this is your ability to take in the world intuitively and to really work it in a different sense. Like the Earth wants to give it form, but you flow with it in a sort of energetic, spiritual way. You can talk about it. Your Jupiter and Pluto are together in Leo in the sixth. The, what you, how you shine in the, that sort of um, – uh, this is like a, a, a person who – what they do has deep purpose. Like you don't just do random things, which is unusual for that much Pisces in you. But I, do you feel the psychic thing in you? Do you feel this intuition? Do you follow a life of intuition? Or is it more spirituality that you would call it? Because this is like... Uh, you, both combined. Is it both? You feel both. Okay. And do you feel a kind of blessing? Did you feel... Do you feel like you when you... Your incarnation, your life here, I mean, how would you describe it? Because it, to me, it's kind of charmed. But I want to know if it was the experience for you that it was charmed. Um, I have always had a very optimistic outlook on everything in life, although I'm very, I get very hurt <laughs> and yes. disillusioned when I, you know, yeah. When, I when get you're hurt and disillusioned, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, and no, then, I um, go ahead. Yeah, and I, oh, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart, because I jumped in. Because you get hurt and disillusioned in life, and I think um, that is the openness that you feel. You get this wide open sense about people, and you expose yourself. And I think Pisces just doesn't have the boundary. But what do you think Saturn returns are about for you? Saturn returns are about the boundary. It's about allowing yourself to have the magic and not feeling like you have to share it, not feeling like somebody has to see you in a certain light. See, when, you have, when you're a Pisces and a Pisces rising, you so easily become what people want you to be. Um, and you don't even know it, I don't think. If, if you know it makes somebody happy to be, um, I don't know, mature and responsible, that's who you'll be that one. If, if they, you see it makes somebody happy to be soft and receptive, you'll be that. And I think, I, I wonder, it would be so fun to talk to your friends and see if they see a different, they would describe you differently, each of them. So my point is, it's easy to get disillusioned when you do that. And then you, you find that some people let you down or some people are, are wounded by something or wound you in a, because they don't recognize the gift that you – how much you actually sacrifice for them. All Pisces do that, you know. Um, 
Saturn return is saying, let's get the boundaries built up. Let's, let's learn this lesson that I don't have to give every gift away. Let's learn this lesson that I don't have to be the one who lights people up and sends them on their way. The Pluto square to your moon is also saying this is a time, in my opinion, when you are balanced between what serves you in your personal relational life, what you want and what you feel that you must give the world. And that you need to keep those separate. And I think that this is something, again, learn from mom. Um, and we, and so we look to your mother, look to what she did, what you perceived as sacrifice for her, what you perceived as empowerment for her. And notice it in yourself and just sort of do that comparison during this moon time. Because this might be a lonely time for you. Lonely in that it might feel like I'm not being understood very well. And I don't know if you've had that experience yet, but usually Pluto squares make you feel a little outside the fray of norm. Making sense at all? Oh, absolutely. I always feel like I'm not from this um, planet (laughs) (laughs) with other people and and all of my work. You know, I feel like I'm just, I just, I just am myself, but sometimes I feel like I'm becoming somebody else's entertainment. (laughs) Yes. um, It's, but then it's like, you know, tuning into, you know, a movie or, or, something like that, you know? No, I get it completely. So here's some advice I want to give you. Um, You're more open than you've ever been right now. Whether you feel it or not, you're more open. You're more malleable. You're more able to be what people love you to be, but you're also more able to reach in and touch your subconscious mind, which is connected. The the subconscious mind is the closest connection we have, in my opinion, to the voice of God, the spiritual sense of ourselves. This is the time for you to tap into that. This is the time for you to feel that creativity. This is the time for you to embrace it. And in doing that, you may polarize certain people in your lives. I just want you to keep an eye on that. The Libra that wants to be kept in relationship is fighting with the Pluto that wants to have a purpose and a cause. And so you might notice that people are angry at you and you have no idea what the hell is going on. Like, what? And so I just want you to be aware of it. I don't want you to do anything about it, but I want you to know Saturn's helping you. Saturn coming along, it starts in January of next year and it gives you, it has this opportunity to give you this incredible sense of protection, a sense of boundary, a sense of of knowing who you are. And so I think that's, that unfold is going to be absolutely amazing. I think what we're going to see for you um, as Neptune hits your sun is you're going to come into a certain spiritual connection inside yourself, a certain alternative way of doing something that comes from somewhere else. You're not even going to know where, but it's very spiritual. And I think you're the type that, that has an ability to, to translate that very easily for people, fearlessly. And I think you're going to bring that into your life on, a, on an incorporated level. And I think you're going to extend that to other people. So I think you're healing. <laughs> you are a healer. And I think you're not going to be ashamed to say that anymore. And I think what it's going to do is, is it's going to take an actual specific form as Saturn comes into your Saturn return. Does that kind of make sense? It absolutely does, and I am a healer, and I've been working with um, flower essences for the last uh, 10 yes. years, yes. and I'm getting ready to go big with it. <gasps> I'm, I'm just determined that it's going to be finally a household name. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. You you have my absolute blessing. I am so excited you're going to do that. I want to encourage you to do that because anything you – oh, this is your Jupiter return. It also hits your Pluto. Anything you put your mind to that, that – and it's in, the, it's in the house of service. Oh, my gosh. Victoria, thank you. You are going to blow the world away. This is perfect. Follow your heart here. There's nothing in your way. Nothing. That Pluto – the Pluto moon square is where you fight people who are going to understand it. And it's going to affect you only on the level of like you wrestling with a certain kind of inner, do I have a right to not have this person in my life question. But those are easy to handle and they do take care of themselves. So I just want to wish you the best of luck. You're in a great cycle. I I can't wait to see what you're doing with them. So I hope you'll post it every now and then. You know, my Facebook page is over there. It gets lonely sometimes. So let me know what you're up to with your oils and we'll share it to the world. Well, actually, it's not oils. It's the energy of the flowers. But I will definitely, as soon as I get my website completed and I have some things to, to uh, put up there, I will. Nice. I love and the I correction, too. I love that. Flower essences, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's right, yeah. like box flowers. Okay, I'm I'm on it. I'm with you. All right, I want to know okay. whenever you know something. Thank you, thank you, Victoria. I you, not everybody knows about this, and that's my job. So I know, man. I love it. it. I love it. Keep teaching us. All right, let us know how you are, and thank you right. so much for calling in, sweetie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Can we talk to Camila? Camila? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing okay. <laughs> good. You're at Pisces with a Libra moon. Wait a minute. Didn't we just talk to you? <laughs> Isn't that funny? The that color? always happens on your show. I noticed you get a trend going, right? <laughs> I know. And you have a Sag rising. And let's see, Pisces Sun, Libra Moon, Sag Rising, and Pluto Moon Conjunction, which is very, very sweet. I love that aspect. What brings you to call in and how are you? Tell me what's going on. Uh, I've been feeling a little crazy lately, but um, I guess what I want to find out, obviously, if you see anything that's really pressing, but I'm curious about work and um, and finances, um, yeah, firstly. Yeah, yeah. And then, secondly, I have like this little thing with a, a friend of mine that I feel like may bloom into something, but I, I don't even know what it is, you know. Maybe it bloom into something romantic. I, I don't know if it's just a distraction or what. Oh, wait a minute. So somebody did, so it bleeped out a little. Some, somebody that's in your life that might be a distraction we're going to look into? Is that what you were saying? A, a friend. A friend yeah. that I'm seeing romantically or looking at in a romantic way. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure what to make of it, or if it's like just a distraction. Or okay, I like when people talk romantically. Okay, you're a Pisces, so one <laughs> of the <laughs> one of the things about Pisces that we keep an eye on is when you meet somebody, Neptune's there. It's really easy for you to get wide open. But what I do trust about your chart, yeah. Camilla, is the Pluto. Uh, moon conjunction nobody gets anything over on you you're able to see really quickly to the heart of a matter and the fact that this person well your seventh house is gemini and mercury it's a mercury ruled planet and chiron's on that mercury i think there is a healing thing coming your way i think there's a, there, i think that this could be a very healing thing to work on just in, for whatever reason all relationships do is give us a, a body to project on so we can see our unconscious. That's really the nature of relationships. So all of our relationships right. do that, whether they're romantic or not. So this one, you're in a time when you want to do some of that healing work. And I can assure you that that's happening now. Isn't it funny? Today, the moon's exactly to the degree on your Neptune. Um, just wanted to say that, 22 oh. sats. Okay, so now Jupiter is in Leo. Hitting that north node, and then it go. You have your Jupiter return, and then Mars, and then it crosses your midheaven at the top. Everything's going to open up for you career-wise. Opportunities come. I think what we're seeing now is you're sort of more in touch with what you want to do. You're more in touch with what you, your desires are. You've already had. Let me see where Saturn is for you. Um, Saturn is in Scorpio. Oh my gosh. Saturn's kind of being very benign with you. Next year it'll cross your ascendant when you really put a structure to your career. You're changing something, no question about it. And when Saturn hits that rising sign at three degrees of SADS, you're going to, isn't that funny? The caller before you had two degrees of SADS, Saturn there. Your rising sign's that. So <laughs> your structure is going to be, you're going to bring something into form and it's going to happen effortlessly. So do not worry about your career thing romantically, what I love about this is that your heart's opening up and that you're Jupiter on your north node. You're wanting to learn something. You're wanting to finally come into who I am. Camilla, I want to reinforce for you that you learn how to put your desires first. Learn how to love something and love it because it, it's yours and, and you're allowed to have it. And just keep practicing that. Now, I know you have a Pluto moon conjunction in Libra. It's kind of easy for you to do that in your ideals and things you believe in. It's not so hard for you to do that in romantic love. But Jupiter's coming along. I know romantic love. You're, you're right about romantic love. It's all around you. Jupiter opposing that Neptune. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All around you. It's around me. It's not just a fantasy because I do that. No, no, I know you like, do, honey. No it's not. No, no, no. It's not a fantasy. Okay. You definitely have Neptune. It's just easy for you to make up stuff about the other person when you're not putting yourself in the picture. So what you have to do, and all I'm asking you to do, is just bring yourself in. Like, how did that feel? And how, how are they, how are you being treated? How do you feel? Every once in a while, check in with that little girl. But you're in a floaty, wonderful, It's it is romantic time. I think it is a healing time. And plus, you're going to have your Jupiter return next year. So, you know, we ain't worrying about you. We are not especially about career. You're going to definitely bring your career into a form. When Saturn crosses that ascendant, okay. if the relationship will take shape, I think, more solid. If it's not this person, then it will be one taking shape, more solid. So remember when Saturn goes into two degrees of Sag. It'll be next year. Just remember that. And if you're in a relationship, it'll solidify and you'll see some truth. So 2015, it crosses. And right now, is it in my 12th or is it in yeah. my... Uh, it's in, in your 12th. Uh, oh, it is in my 12th, not my 11th. Yeah, it is. Okay. No, well, sure there, it's definitely in... It's at tw your tw 11th house is 22 degrees of Scorpio. Okay. Your 12th house and Saturn's at 20, so the energy's kind of pushing in there. It's not far away. Okay, so it's like okay, it's... Okay, because I feel it. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in the 11th because you've probably cleared out some friends, but it's soon going to go to sleep and sort of protect you on the unconscious level of things, which is where you want it as a Pisces. It'll protect you from giving yourself up too much. Oh, good. And I just, I'm sorry, one more quick thing. The Aries... Yeah? Is, is my Aries... In my fourth house or my fifth house? Like, is this Uranus thing going to happen in my fourth house or my fifth house? Because I'm, like, bugging out. I'm like, oh, God, is something going to happen with my home or my mother? Like, you know what I mean? I'm just... Uh, well, are you saying is Aries ruler of your fourth or fifth? Is that what yeah, your question Yeah, because isn't Uranus something happening with Uranus? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been in there for a while. It opposes... It's going to oppose your Pluto and your moon. And so I think like when mine happened, when I had my Uranus in the fourth, it was like I completely changed my home. I didn't want to be there anymore. I changed it up. Um, and when okay. it, the opposition to the moon, it could be that you shake the, the belief systems that you were taught by your parents. I would not make that a literal thing. Make it about the belief systems and how okay. you handle – like think about how your mom handled when she was angry and think about how you're going to yeah. handle when you're disappointed in yourself, how you're changing that up a little bit, a lot. And Urana says, let's change how we used to do it. So, yeah, no, you're definitely like doing like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're just doing it differently. You're breaking away the old pattern. So you're in a way there is a death to the parental voice in your head that's happening. And it's very potent. Does that help you? Yes, thank you so much. It makes me less fearful. <laughs> oh, don't ever be afraid of that I'm stuff, sweetheart. Absolutely. Dad. No, no, no. Those kind of transits are the ones that bring you into consciousness and they release for you like old patterns and old things so that there's, it feels like there's a separation energetically, but never, not ever necessarily physically. When my dad passed, it was completely, okay. uh, Uranus was well out of my fourth house. So, I mean, I have yet to be able to strongly associate death with others, but I did notice my shift mentally with him, for real. Okay. That okay, baby. Oh, yeah, do it's not worry. Mother. It's mother or father, fourth. Fourth Sorry. is dad, but it <laughs> opposes... the mom or the dad? The dad. Dad, okay. but it opposes the Pluto, which is in your mom's house. So it's really whoever was the main, the strongest parent for you. Understood. Thank yeah. you so much, Mark. Thank you, Camilla. I know I got greedy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, baby. I know you're doing good. Thank you so much for calling in. Good luck. We're thinking of Thank it. You. Take Love care. You, Thank you, okay. sweetie. Take care. Bye, bye, bye. So, you guys, um, remember that that the planets are often metaphors for what's happening with your psyche, with the mind, because that's usually where it all takes place and it gets projected out. Now, we do have 12reports.com. I do run charts for you over there. I just punch them into the computer, though. They are not me writing them. I just chose ones that I thought were phenomenal. So if you want to see what's going on astrologically and how things are affecting you, go take a look at some of the reports. You can't go wrong. Don't worry about choosing the right or wrong one. And then um, uh, the form will be generated once you pay. So you're like, I paid, but there's no form. It comes. It comes. And if it doesn't, I'll write you. Don't worry about that.
Um, we have a lot going on. We're down to the the, the wire now. I know that Cat um, Psychic Cat and I were talking, and I thought, you know, I want to. I was going to today before we hang up. I'm going to bring her on the show and see what's going on and what she gets psychically going on because I feel so alone sometimes being able to to not. Um, uh, you know, just pass the baton and not know what's going on. But before I do that, I want to remind you, if you would do me a favor, this week, let's look really quickly at the planetary lineup. You know that the moon's going to go into Capricorn tonight. I like doing this with you guys. The moon's going to go... Okay, when the moon's going to go into Capricorn tonight, and then um, it's going to go... Tomorrow is the first day of October. Now, t- tomorrow, because it's the first day of October, we're going to throw a, a sale for you at One Two Listen so you can practice with the advisors and get a clue of what to expect with the upcom- upcoming gorgeous energies, especially with the Mercury retrograde. And then it goes. It stays in the Capricorn all the way until... Um, get this, the world's longest void, of course, moon, Thursday morning at 918 until the next Friday morning at 1 a.m. This is all Pacific time. But, you know, you got to check energies like that and see how you feel so you've been warned. So, hey, Christy, let's call Kat up and see what's going on with her. I want to talk to her about her show and see what's happening. So, thank you for doing this. Oh, yeah, I know. Gotcha. Okay. Kat, are you there? Hello. Hi, Mark. <laughs> how are you? How are you? I, I just heard I heard the good news about the long void, of course. Love that. Oh, yeah. I see. And void, of course, is kind of like I get all like I can get bummed down about them because I don't know. I, sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Like today we right. had a void, of course, show. And I felt really connected to my peeps on the show. But, what you know, you never know if everybody's feeling the same. Um, what do you like? Okay. So your show's coming up. I know that you've been working on some things. You've been really helping me understand a lot of stuff about symbolism. What's your, tell us about your show. That's, that's going to be, cause I'll be signing off and I'm going to leave you with the microphone. So I'd like to know what's going on with your show. What, what are you doing today? Well, I, we, you know, I thought over time that it would be fun and, and exciting to bring new things always. And uh, after several months of doing readings, uh, you know, you and I had a little conversation and, and thought it would be great to start bringing some teaching or some lessons for everyone and incorporate readings throughout the show. So this week we're going to start out, I think it all really begins with that those that word self-esteem and how I believe that some of our patterns and our fears really uh, stay with us throughout our lives and how we work through them uh, decade after decade, only to find out that even along with all of that, so many other things can occur, you know, with our, with our own skill or our gifts or our talents. And I think I want to talk a little bit about that uh, for everyone out there listening. I think it really does play a significant role in, in you know, the way we do things and the way we, we live our lives. And, and it's very important also that everyone knows, you know, I haven't been insecure or um, feeling, you know, nervous about a show in a long time and breaching the topic that is very, very close to my heart. I think I'm really nervous for the first time in a long time, but I know that so many out there have the same issue. And it really, you know, whether it holds you back or or doesn't, I think there are a lot of things we can address by using what is accessible to us out in the universe for strength and and for um, perhaps like the acknowledgement or uh, the affirmation of, yes, you are being paid attention to and using signs and symbols are, are a great way to validate, wh- you know, whether or not we're on the right path. So I want to talk about a lot of that. Yeah, you've always been a big symbol person, haven't you? Yes, yes, yeah. I have. And I, I still believe and and recently working with a mentor and a teacher, uh, we have been going through some color symbols and some some light and, and just some profound things have been happening. And I, I love to partner with my clients and, and friends and really bring together. I think setting the intent is the most important thing. And it makes you feel good to know that you're not alone out in the world. And it's okay whether, you know, no matter how or where we are um, in relationship to our own self-esteem, remembering that everything is out there that we cannot touch or feel that's accessible to us on a daily basis to let us know whether or not we're on the right path and how we reflect that and and bring it to our relationships with others. So it's very, very exciting. And, and it's really great. Do you ever really notice that great. people um, pick the wrong – do you ever think that people like, like – 
a bird flew on my uh, porch <laughs> and it, it pooped. Now, oh my God, I think it's going to ruin my day. I mean, do you ever think, how do you know? How do you my teach daughter, people the difference between the my, my Capricorn daughter is one way to rem- is one great reminder of uh, reality and what is and what is not. So I think I have her to bounce off, you know, from a, a more practical uh, point of view, or she'll say, "No, this isn't like an omen. This is reality." So you know, like it's it's no mistake that the feather was in the road, or you know, I I think it takes for you know for myself, and I'm sure for many of you listening, it takes more than I think one little knock on on your 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 spirit to let you know that you're on the right path so and and other things are just mere you know just synchronicity and things like that so I do believe there's a difference and we'll talk about that on the show oh, good okay so I'm gonna leave my peeps with you cat and and your peeps I'm sure are calling in now um, I, I really appreciate you coming on board so everybody listening I, this is Mark Husson this has been the Mark Husson show um, I wanted to bring cat on to sort of segue to her show because I just wanted to feel I was connected and I thought you might want to feel the same way too uh, I hope you'll join us this week